This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, yes. Um, can I ask you guys uh, a question? Sure. sure. <laughs> I... <laughs> I've been. I, I, I just did, say I didn't say the word sure until working with Emily. And now I say it all the time. <laughs> okay. It's my greatest ever legacy. Yeah. I was in uh, Jersey on um, Wednesday night doing a gig. Was that the Bergerac one? Or was he Guernsey? Alan? Uh, it's, it's Graham Lasseau. That's how I always think of it. Jersey's Graham Lasseau, and I think Guernsey's Matt Letizia. Okay. Oh, I think Bergerac is Jersey. Okay. That's Um Anyway. Someone on stage shouted out... Um, Hang on. Surely you no, were on No, no, I was on stage. Oh, God, I've got it very wrong. I did shout out quite a lot, but only in pain. Oh, yeah. oh no. Uh, no. And um, it, was, it was lovely. And someone shouted out... I mentioned that, that I'd done the Royal Variety performance, which went out on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And this woman shouted, Tuck your shirt in. Oh, God, I was worried this was going to come up. And um, I, I thought, I, I checked out, my shirt was tucked in. So I said, it, oh. it is tucked in, and it got a laugh. And uh, and then after, I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And I, then, I didn't. And then the next morning, I spoke to my manager, who said, um, that, that shirt thing's all died down. And I said, <laughs> I said what, what shirt thing is that? And then some, I can't remember what happened. I can. But, no, but I mean in this conversation. Oh. But we went somewhere else in the conversation. Right. And, and so I was coming in this morning and I thought, hold on, I never got to the bottom of Shirtgate. Right. So what, do you know what this is about? Um, uh, where's the uh, tea? Is that on its own? <laughs> well, one of our readers has been in touch. Okay. As I'm, I'm Adam. Can I say this is not a setup? I no. absolutely just. No, I'm about to I vomit. I wasn't even sure you um, two would know. Oh, no, I knew. I was just pretending it hadn't happened. Adam has <laughs> got in the, touch. What's their excrement on it? He, just, <laughs> <laughs> he said, Frank Skinner is trending on the socials. This was on the 10th of December. You were trending? You were trending. I can't be right. Last week, I was at the theatre with you when the incident happened, I believe. That was the night the Royal Variety performance went out. Right. And uh, it was when I got home that I saw you were trending on the socials. And but what was the... I, I don't... Just because my sh- shirt was hanging out. It was because you had um, two... Yeah, the tails of your shirt were... Oh, at the back it was hanging out? No, at out. the front. Oh, for God. Well, someone should have told me. Yeah, they ought to wardrobe. Agree, you see television now, they won't spend the money. Although, can I say, the majority of uh, most of the comments I saw yes. said uh, people complaining about Frank Skinner's shirt being out, uh, like that's the worst thing the royal family's had to worry about this year. <laughs> well, there you are, there's been worse things hanging out than that. <laughs> Um, yeah, every cloud, they should be thinking. Oh, OK. I think most people were pro-Skinner but, but on the shirt front. How, did that, how does that become a trending thing, someone's shirt? I think, I think people see it and then just discuss it and okay. then it gets what? snowballed from there, if you if you will. Do you do you recall, I mean, had you been to 
to visit the latrine, perhaps? <laughs> um, <laughs> bear in mind, I got to the theatre at about half past eight that morning and then wow. you're just hanging around. So I'm not a person who turns up with a suit bag. I turn up in what I'm going to wear on stage. Wow. Yes, I see. That's the best way of carrying clothes. I've yes. always found. So obviously I've been sitting around talking to contortionists and dancing girls for about <laughs> 12 hours. Morning, Kath. <laughs> so, um... Well, can I say, um, I was less focused on your shirt and more focused on the first-class material. Oh, well, there oh, you go. Excellent. What, of the shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, yeah. Of the, of Egyptian the cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely shirt. No, but you were trending. It was the only new material I got out there. <laughs> 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 Could have do with a bit of a clean, though. Is it, was, but I don't know why. Is it just um, when one's in front of the royal family, you should tuck your shirt in? Maybe. The gist? I yeah. think the idea was that everyone puts their sort of Sunday best on. Yeah. Well, I um, was in a suit. I mean, what do they want? Yeah, Also, exactly. surely, you Even know. Because some of the things old people wear. I wasn't wearing, like... Um, like smart trousers, trousers. But, with, but with like um, you know those elastic sort of shoes <laughs> hospital shoes I wasn't wearing those or those uh, those sort of weatherproof uh, I think they have chains on them for the snow have you seen those? Oh, yeah. the people in ripped jeans on there on the and that's alright on the RVP the oh, Royal no, Variety for goodness ripped sake. jeans yeah. well you know what I think it's a slight Outrageous. hangover from a slight forelock tugging Attitude towards the upper class, and I don't think you well, need to well, have at least, that. At least we can safely establish that that's faded away. Just checking Twitter because uh, my shirt is untucked, but we're on radio and it's uh, and it doesn't matter. So. I, th- I think you'll you'll be all right. The fact is, I was trying to be smart. Oh, that's, maybe that's what it was that people saw that. Yeah. No one wants to see an old man try and fail. <laughs> Not twice in a week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, speaking of uh, fashion, I had a bit of a shock at the shoe shop the other day. Shock at the shoe shop? Yes. Which one were you, <laughs> so you're you doing were... your vocal warm-up? No, it's a shock at the shoe shop. Isn't that the Irish Parliament? <laughs> Can I say, I was trying to do my headphones the Rod Stewart way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, upside down. You look like you've got some sort of uh, neck clamp. I don't mm. think... I don't like it. And... I don't need to worry about my hairdo, so there yeah, we go. Yeah. We're just uh, remarking that Rod Stewart <laughs> wears headphones under his chin so it doesn't affect his spikes. Yeah. <laughs> so the shoe shop, was it not the oversized one in your... No, 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 frightened of that. How are they getting on there? Well, I, I t- you know, I hurry past. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get, you know, if they pass a, a, an undertaker's or something, they don't like it, but the, uh-huh. the, the large shoe shop yeah. really freaks me out. <laughs> The mm. idea of, oh, everyone that goes in there has got enormous big feet. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you know what? I remember one of my... I know, the only people that scared me when I was a child were uh, some of my parents' friends and um, the Jolly Green Giant oh, and yeah. uh, Lou Reed, as you know. Yeah. Um, That's a great combo. <laughs> yes. But 
Didn't you, did you find the jolly green giant scary? No. Well, he was painted green. There was a vulnerability about him, and he had that funny little halter neck dress. But I associated him oh, with yeah. sweet corn, which is such a sort of, you know, jolly thing. Yeah, it's not very threatening, is it? No. Yeah, but he had to wear evening wear, and he was painted green. Evening wear? It was sort of evening wear, <laughs> yeah, that sure, dress. Like Frank. <laughs> Do you remember? It was a green sort of one-shouldered dress made yeah. of leaves. Yeah. Oh, I see. He was, right. I mean, he was ahead of his time in many ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was green for a start off mm-hmm. when a lot of us had, weren't aware and he wore what he, well, you know, what he felt was right yes. I, I respected the jolly green giant for that but there's always people like you of course Emily mm-hmm. that, that alienated him yeah, I, uh, anyway so I was going to get some uh, I found out that my child is um, in between crocs in between? Yeah, apparently there's a size where one croc is too um, tight and the others hang too loose. Uh, and what you have to do is, if you're a child, I mean, obviously our feet, we, we've done growing now. Yeah. Done growing, of course, is the name of my house. Yes. Um, but he, we, it's, we just have to bide our time now until he yeah. grows into the next. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. To feel that Crocs are not for you for maybe another six months. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that right then? So there's nothing one can do about it. You, can do. you can't wear an insole really on a on a Croc. Not really. And Crocs and socks, as you know, are dis- that's disapproved of. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I did a bit of styling with Buzz this week. Did you? He had one of his plays. He had so many, and one of them, I said, "Oh, what are you dressing as?" He said, "Bob Bob Cratchit." Yeah. I said, oh, OK, well, do you want a hand? He said, yeah, that'd be great. And he had on a stripy shirt. He put on a waistcoat, which I liked, and then he put a black sort of dinner jacket over it. Yeah. And I said, he said, what do you think? And I love that he asked my opinion. I said, I like mm. it, but I think it needs some sort of Victoriana. You need to look like you're coming S- back from... Scarf or something. You got it in one. Yeah. I said, C- we need a scarf. He said, well, I don't think my dad's got that. I said, well, what, has he got a tie? He's I'm in between scarves. At yeah, the yeah. My neck is just, <laughs> just the wrong size for a scarf. I said, I suspect there'll be some sort of Peaky Blinders merch in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. good point. I said, I said, oh, go and have a look. I said, I can't look. I can't rummage through. I didn't rummage, can no, I just no. say? And uh, Frank looked relieved. Uh, there are a few untouched shirts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I said, oh, this will do. Picked up a black... Look, what looked like I just saw some sort of silky sleeves he said Fuzz said this looks absolutely great he put the cap on he looked very Gilbert O'Sullivan it looked fantastic I tied the scarf Cathy said what's that round your neck she said that's my very expensive cos top and I tied her expensive top round his neck oh as a as a sort of a neckerchief yeah well I didn't provide she uh. said so she made us take it off oh that's <laughs> not very supportive <laughs> <laughs> you know okay, Bob Crouch is quite a good part I think you've got yeah. no but I didn't realise if someone can. took my top to be fair and tied it round someone's neck to make them look like Bob Crouch it mm. was her nice going out top yeah I felt bad Anyway, in the end, Buzz decided not to go. We didn't. We had to abandon the scarf, is what I'm saying. And also, Bob Cratchit was very much a staying in kind of a guy. <laughs> he didn't go to calls. He's a workaholic. He's a workaholic, Bob Cratchit. That's true. He yeah. was in the office all hours. I mean, for goodness' sake. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
583, you were talking earlier about how Buzz says... Is he the one who sang, Look at me, I'm 583. <laughs> he, this is Colin, he uh, says, uh, Frank, what about a different brand of Crocs? Might be a different measurement, which is a lovely, helpful... Mock Crocs? <laughs> Frank was saying earlier, in case you weren't listening, that uh, Buzz... He's outgrown his croc. Well, he's, he's mid-size. He's in between crocs. Mm, he's in between yeah. us. Yeah. You know how actors are in between jobs. Yeah. He's yeah. between crocs. Oh, I do, my dear. Yes, yes. Um, I suppose I, actors who dress up as animals—they're quite often in between crocs. That is a very Thank yeah. You. Or or Captain Hook. Yes. If you play Captain <laughs> Hook. Yeah. Um, I um I to be honest, I wasn't fully aware that um, that that there are mock crocs oh yeah yeah they've well, been a bit you lax. want to try a garden centre or something like that it's a bit, difficult. Lax, a bit lax on the copyright yeah. crocs uh, a bit I've had to get I'm in I'm an in between or on the size front oh 3.5 I am Oh, yeah. It's my size, yeah, three and a half shoes. 3.5, that's... I mean, <laughs> imagine... No it's need to go in that shop near you <laughs> for think, Emily, is there? I think an alarm would go off if Emily went in that shop. <laughs> wow, they'd think you'd come... You were the lady you'd come in to, to put the lace holes in. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> that is, you that's know, a tiny shoe, isn't it? One, mm-hmm. um, thank you. One just adjusts, you know. I've, my shoes are always slightly too small or slightly too big. But it oh. seems that Crocs don't do um, halves, is that is the, the bottom A line. lot of the shoes companies don't, is what well, I'm saying. Well, oh, that's yeah. the modern world. But, but I think 583's <laughs> suggestion of, um, of off-brand or what uh, a Cockney guy I know calls moody Crocs, moody oh. Crocs might be, uh, might be the answer. Moody meaning not official? Yeah. Right? Yes, moody. Oh, like... Pirate crocs. So, yes. Like moody. Speaking of Captain <laughs> pirate, pirate, pirate Alan. Yes. Um, like moody Calvin Klein's. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Um, or moody um, Disney figures. Exactly. On the um, on fairground rides. You know, yeah. when someone's <laughs> painted a not slightly gaunt Mickey Mouse, you get sometimes. Yeah. And you think, if ever the Disney people come here, you people are in serious copyright <laughs> yes. But they never seem to go there. And the celebrities who always look a bit like a hybrid of Pink and Taylor Swift. And well, we all mm. do, dear. <laughs> okay. um, can I run a technical question by you guys? As sure. Well? I got a gift from my sister-in-law. Oh yeah. Um, it's um, well, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's got a name. It's um, but it's. I'm supposed to stick it on my phone. It. I'll, I'll show it to you guys. Um, you don't. You That's won't an early it. gift. You won't see this at home. But I'm just going to tell you. It's like one of those hologram oh, stickers. Yeah. yeah. That's so exactly what I was describing. It, it is a hologram it's sticker. A hologram it's, sticker. It's not light one. That's like paper. <laughs> That's when I always get annoyed when people say, "Yeah, you, then you get people like Lionel Messi," and and, right. and I think, "Well, who who is that? <laughs> Do you mean physically like him? Or? Is that your Christmas present?" It well, it's uh, it, it could well be. Yeah, I didn't I didn't identify. It wasn't wrapped. No. But anyway, it says here every living thing has its own electromagnetic field. Right. Every day is a school day. Yeah. In fact, every living function, whether conscious or subconscious, physical or mental, is powered by low levels of electrical current in our bodies. I okay. didn't know that. My mumbo-jumbo radar is going off, is but it? let's see if it uh, continues. You, it says, have you ever thought about why we use electric shock paddles to restart a heart? I'm going to be straight with you. 
I hadn't thought you hadn't. that. I hadn't. I'm, I'm quite busy. <laughs> you know, and, and to be honest... Well, if, since if I it, saw that last episode of Holby... Well, if it comes, if it comes up... You know that I need to be. Um, I need the paddles. Resuscitated. Even then, I'm you not going to be thinking. No, no, I'm going to be. Um, you know, you're probably be thinking. Ow! Oh, I'm glad I'm awake again. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I'll be using know. those paddles, and your manager will be on the phone, leaving mm. messages saying, "I think the shirt thing has uh, died <laughs> down now. That's the good news." But in in the mic- in the midst of violent shuddering, <laughs> I won't be thinking. Oh no! What do they use? Uh, <laughs> So anyway, the idea is that I put this... Uh, can I just give you a little bit more? It says um, it says this is the same technology that's used to protect computer CPUs. Oh, lost me complete. What on earth is mm-hmm. that? Without protection, a computer CPU would not be able to function. What, again? He said due to all the conflicting electromagnetic chaos. I mean, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Finally, it says... Um, wasn't a reason that we had begun using that same technology to protect us. So the only is I stick this on my phone. No. And it won't, um, it, I won't be. It, it gives you a list of uh, things that it can cause if you don't. And including brain fog. Again, something I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. I don't like. These I don't want to get all uh, Professor Brian Cox, but I don't think brain fog is a science term, do you? I'd... Brain fog. I'm more of a Phileas fan. Yeah, myself. Yes. <laughs> He's um, a brother of Phileas. Yeah, I, I'm a Phileas fan. Brian, Brian, he's probably known as that type of Brian Fogg. The clever younger brother. What was Foggy's really name? Maybe remember Foggy from uh, Last of the Summer oh, Wife. Yes. Maybe that was his name. Maybe it should be Brian. It's a typo. Brian Fogg. <laughs> anyway, I, I, it's very. It's, my apparently my sister-in-law paid fifteen pounds for Oof. this. Um, Wow, we. I feel bad that I haven't put it on my phone yet. Um, but you know what? I, I feel I, I bad you what, you just, announcing just, what she spent on your gift. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I haven't put it on because, to be honest, my thinking hasn't been very clear. <laughs> just like that. I've had to have this big red light on the back of my brain so people don't drive into me. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank's been passing the uh, what is it called the hologram well, I can't, thing? I think it might be it's it might be called e-link. Well, oh, okay. Uh, Emily and I had quite different responses to it. I described it as lo- high tech lucky Heather. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and Emily was particularly affronted by the font that was used on the. Uh, yes. Yeah, I just the font didn't. I didn't like the font. I feel. Um, I feel. Uh, Good. No, I, I feel bad that this was uh, bought for me, and I'm I'm not mocking. I'm just questioning it. Uh, to me, it seemed uh, um, it was uh, something I hadn't heard of before that you could put mm-hmm. a sticker on your phone that stopped your brain um, fogging up. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They laughed at Christopher Columbus when he said the world was round. Yeah, they were easily pleased. That comedy audience. Yeah. Exactly. God, I could wish I could find out where they, what yeah. gig they went to. See, people say that, but actually they laughed and then they said it's funny because it's true. No, that's it. All comedy yeah. is true. That, yeah. That's what Christopher Columbus said. So, uh, Do your world as well. So he went on stage again, and he went. So uh, oh, great to be here. Great to be here. So apparently, um, you know the world. Obviously, we all know the world because we're in it. Bit of a snigger. Where's he going with this? Yeah. It's um, it's round. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! 
<laughs> become a plause. Imagine. How do you follow that? Oh. So working your way through the other planet. That's only yeah. one way. You got you got to untuck your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas uh, Uranus globular obviously it goes straight to Uranus. Try and get the easy laugh. Yeah, the way I comedians would. do. Definitely. Um, You'll notice that I sidestepped it with my pronunciation. Yeah, I couldn't have done that. Mm, mm, 199 mm. has texted, uh, Morning family. Uh, the good thing about mock Crocs is that you can wear socks with them. My drawers are chocker block with mock Croc socks. That's from Dr. Zeus. Oh. It's, it's, it's Doc, it's Doc. Yes, he could get a... <laughs> Very good. He could get a thick fisherman sock. Well, I, um, I went... Uh, many years ago, I did a television programme called um, Room 101. I recall. that many. And, and, and Scarlett Moffat was on it. Oh, yes. And Scarlett Moffat chose Crocs to go into room. It was a programme where you put in things you didn't like. Yes. And I got some trainer socks, especially made, with holes stitched in, like, you know, so that they they coincided with the holes in the Crocs. Mm. So oh, you could yeah. wear socks and no one knew you were wearing Ooh. them. Who the blue <laughs> blazes has got their phone on? Me. Oh, Emily. I'm sorry. Is it the least professional thing you've ever done? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, <laughs> legend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's a news alert. Is it? It didn't sound like a news alert. It was. Or don't. It if, says if, the if, the election is if, over. If what queen, does it mean for your the, money? If it's the Queen, we have to do that. Oh, the election is over. What does it mean for your money? I'm, ah, I'm, okay. Okay. Well, I haven't got to buy all that free um, <laughs> broadband. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I tell you what, I, had, um, I was having a, a sort of a, a version of a Christmas dinner the other day. It was just one of those sandwiches that's like a Christmas sandwich. Oh, dinner. nice. And um, from a particular retailer that you want to mention, or did you not enjoy? You know, just one of those sandwich. I know it's very oh, nice. Okay. I like any any kind of a, a Christmassy meal thing. Um, but I did. I, I I started to think about um, they didn't have the vegetarian option, mm. and I was thinking I, I I've started to feel a bit sorry for vegetarians because I think vegans have kind of. They've taken them on the inside lane. They have. Absolutely. It's like, um, it's like the agnostics. Oh, yeah. What a band. Well, they've had the same <laughs> problem. The atheists yeah. are the vegans of the, right. of the religious world. You it's, know, the, the poor agnostics have got nothing now. I remember when vegetarian... It was quite a conversation piece. If someone was a vegetarian, oh. I said, yeah. I think. I mean, if they... Even vegetarians have said, but I do eat fish. <laughs> we still eat fish. <laughs> They were still seen as like Greta Thunberg yeah. figures. They were asked about their morality <laughs> and their motivations. Yeah. Now they're second-class citizens behind the, the vegans. Yeah. Vegetarianism, I just think they're a bit 70s. I know, but I, I do feel sorry, because they used to be like, like have-a-go heroes. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's no. all those people that don't do it properly, the vegetarians. Yeah. Oh, man, well, like, if there's any listening, look, you know, I still respect you guys. We've had I don't with your dairy products. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, 754. Mm. We have a correctionian from a doctor. Hold on. 
I'm, uh, this is from 754. In the meantime, I would speak we'll to see, him we'll like see. this. So, doctor. We'll, we'll like a doctor who villain. Or a doctor. <laughs> 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 I think you have to Seize say. him. I'll do in a 70s actress voice. Or, Seize him, guards. As we're comedians, I should probably say doctor, doctor when I talk <laughs> to him. Point. But anyway, what, what's the... I'll see, if he, I'll see if he earns the jingle. Okay. Correctione. I'm a doctor on my day off. Yeah, we've all been. We've all used that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Laughed a little too hardly there. Exactly. Um, technically, by telling you this, I'm practising privately. Bill on its way. Ah. I like this doctor. Call me. me. Uh, we Number one. Labour only lost on Thursday and already <laughs> we're doing private medicine on the show. <laughs> The influence is just gone. Yeah, he's probably the kind of doctor that's all we practising now that you had. (laughs) (laughs) Or Frank's idea of a doctor who said when Frank congratulated him on his handwriting. Oh, he said, yes, when I did uh, handwriting at school, I rather tried. And then he said, I was, in fact, we were taught handwriting by Traitor Blunt. <laughs> Traitor Blunt. Traitor Blunt. Which was a reference to Anthony Blunt, who was the Queen's um, art, art person. Curator. They knew that. Who, they might not have known him. <laughs> no, they knew that. OK, and he was involved with the whole uh, Burgess and McLean thing. He was. Google it. Traitor Blunt. Oh, I do you. Google it. You didn't know. Google it. Who was that guy? Shouting him. Sounds Can like I at just... least three of my relatives. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like What's someone who dwells within Alan Carry on. Um, okay, so this doctor continues. <clears throat> Number one, we do have electric currents in our body. Okay. One of the highest potential differences we know of is in our mitochondria. Okay. Number two, we don't use paddles to start hearts. We stop them when they're in a dangerous rhythm. Oh. All the best, listener 712 Phil. Oh, no, but he didn't tell me if I, if I should stop, stick this on my phone or not. Yeah, Phil. I'll be honest, I have been trying to stick it on. I, you, you've got to take the case off. I can't get the case off. We can help you with that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm an old man, Commander. <laughs> can I say, uh, we have a very, very, very special guest, very special to me in the oh, third. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is, is yet. Well, I'll tell you oh, in okay. the second. I better get out second, of my dressing gown. In the second hour. <laughs> but um, one, of my, um, one of my heroes will be here. For the for the last hour of the show. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've got a guest coming in. Yes. I'm not going to say who it is yet, but I've had an oil leak in my bag. Oh. You're that excited? <laughs> <laughs> wow, big guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've had an oil leak in your bag, literally. Yes, I have. It's um, oh. it's sea berry moisturising face oil. Oh, oh. what is a sea berry? <laughs> eight twelve fifteen. Eight twelve fifteen. Is that like an anemone? <laughs> I think it's an anemone. I don't know, but I tell you this: um, it costs a bit. We've okay. had some. Uh, well, I'm delighted about. We've had a lovely. I think you should keep your friends close and your enemies close. Yes. My oh, enemies and enemies, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do puns. We're not going to do them. Please. I was going to do it's an Christmas. hour or more of those before <laughs> the guest got you. Doctor! <laughs> 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 oh, wow. We didn't read this one out, did we, about the, the crown? 
Uh, no. Okay. Would you like me to? Yes, I would. Bossing me about. That's fine. Okay. Um, morning, all. I'm a bit late <laughs> to the party, but started watching The Crown. It's brilliant. Looking forward to the scene where the Queen tells Frank to hurry up on stage. <laughs> One of my favourite Frank anecdotes. I wonder if they'll have that. I think not. <laughs> although they do say, although there are many. So, you know, technically that email, that text is praise. So normally we wouldn't uh, read it, but yeah. we made the exception. No, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good thought. It's that, Ollie and Salford. There's yes. so many aspects of the Queen's life that you'd love to see on there. And her shouting at you is one of them. Yeah, I should think so. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen it. Did you meet uh, Will and Kate then? Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. yes. About that. yes, you did tell us. We that week. You did. Uh, you I don't think here. I was, dear. No. No, it was. We talked. <clears> they laughed at your some of your jokes. Frank right? hogged him. Well, we don't know that for certain. Talked. Oh, right. Because they, you know, sometimes. Well, the, I know they cheat it, dear. The reaction shots get moved about a bit. They might have been sitting there thinking, mm. "Look at his shirt. I have never in all my years." <laughs> well, I hope they didn't. They might have used a shot of them laughing at, I don't know, Luke Evans or someone. I know he was yeah. singing. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know, I think they they seem jolly, jolly yeah. types. Okay. But it wouldn't be. Yeah, okay. uh, Frank, I had a look at your tree. I, when I popped round to your apartment it's, this it's, week... It's a biggie, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. Uh, is it? It really is. I was, my partner is very good on the Christmas trees. She's well, great at the trees. I think you should get a big tree. You work hard. Exactly. Get yourself a nice tree at Christmas. I had a, I, but as I said to you, I had a big should I, shouldn't I, what is, what's the eco yeah. thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. And in the end, people said, you're better off getting a real tree because they'll turn it into wood chips and yeah. it can be reused. Well, the tree, the original purpose of the tree, there are so many, aren't there? Because it's, it's tied up with the medieval tradition as well. But it was also, it was originally, wasn't it designed to scare away the devil? Was it really? Oh, yeah. But I gained entry anyway to your place. Okay. And the bauble as well was the apple. I didn't know this. I found this out God, this week. This is oh. absolutely... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting this in the same. <laughs> I'm putting it in the same box as the uh, ballet link, as the sticker that stops me from getting brain fog. <laughs> How dare you! Shouldn't, shouldn't the tree point downwards if it's um, for the devil? Well, the oh. red. Back well, some of you them do. Go. Some of them do. The upside down Christmas tree was last year. It oh. came out. It was very in vogue. But it's black trees this year you need to get, or wooden. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to recycle this year, so I'm going to strip the branches off and use the trunk for colonic irrigation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like sort of pipe cleaners. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Frank's I got... mean, obviously, you have, to, you, have to burn, you have to bury the trunk then in a leg case. <laughs> but you know what? I, I did it last year and I felt really, really clean. And which, who, who, how often do any of us feel that? Emily's having to do a full um, makeup bag wipe down because there's oil on all of it. Oh, the seaberry oil gets everywhere. Did we find out what a seaberry is? Did anyone know? No, could someone text us in, please? 
Oh, and uh, I mean, we have had missives, uh, including 571 has asked, I'm ashamed to admit that I don't know the story of Traitor Blunt. Please could you allow Frank to don his leather elbow patched <laughs> jumper of history teacher and inform me of the tale? All the best and no praise, John. That could be that he thinks the show isn't worthy of praise or he could just be mm. playing by the rules that yeah. were set. Well, many years ago, very, very briefly, um, it turned out that there were some Russian spies... Um, involved in um, British high society, I suppose. Different times. Um, <laughs> Different Burgess and McLean were the, the main two men who were yes. named. But there was this, um, there was a, what I think they called the fourth man. Yes. And for years they didn't know who it was. And then it was announced that it was the Queen's art advisor. It was the curate, yeah. Sir Anthony Blunt, who was one of the most incredibly posh people, mm. one of those kind of people. And it turned out that he taught at uh, this doctor's, uh, doctor I had, um, mm. school. Okay. Uh, so, um, so that was. Can I say the that's thing. a new thing? Is everyone I know has some story about either themselves or someone they know being approached by MI5? Yeah, I've never really? been approached by them. But everyone says they have. I think oh. people, people. I think someone comes up and says, "Have you got the time?" And they think, "Oh, that was MI5 approaching I me." I think people. A lot of people <laughs> who go to Oxbridge get approached by. Uh, yeah, but not too, do you think too they many. Actually do you do, or do you think? It's, no, exactly. They do don't. Do you think it's like a, a sort of an elitist version of everybody in uh, working class communities says that they had trials at a football? Yeah, so oh, I yeah. think it's a yeah, bit Brentford. of an urban myth. Yeah, I, tried, I was on the books at Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've had very, very. I got, I got tapped Brentford? up by MI5. Same it, thing. Is it always <laughs> Brentford? Yes. <laughs> if you get, if you get. Uh, an Uber, mm. uh, then it, you'll be driven by a bloke possibly who had trials for Brentford. If you get <laughs> a yes. handsome cab, he will have been approached by MI5 when he left university. I always say when I hear that story, I say, yeah, sure you did. Uh, <laughs> we've, um, we were talking about trees. Of the Christmas variety. Of the Christmas variety. And I was mm. telling you, yes, so the apple is the temptation, hence the bauble we have. I found all this out this week. Oh, yeah. nice. You, uh, Frank looks worried about this. He's starting to rethink the tree. No, I, I, I'm not. I, it does. I don't think it works as well as um, that. Father Christmas represents the devil. I don't know about him. The true. Oh, I see. Because the red and red and black is the traditional uh, devil things. No, no, no. If there's <laughs> any born, if there's any Bournemouth fans <laughs> listening, don't get up. And also, he comes down the chimney, thus associated with flames. And the killer, the killer point is that his name is an anagram of Satan. And he doesn't help oh, the yeah. obesity crisis any. No, and he's you know he's all about materialism and stuff. So yeah. actually, mm. thinking about it, Santa was one of the early hashtag influencers, wasn't he? Really. And also, well, just on a pure <laughs> style front, if you're going to wear a white and red suit, mm. black belt in the middle. It's, it doesn't work. It cuts you in half anyway. Oh, and he can do with all the help he can. You think but it's not flattering? I've always found the black Santa belt really problematic. Mm. <laughs> what What would you have gone for? Nothing. Just have trousers fitted that accentuate his waist. Can I say... He hasn't got that bad a physique. He just needs to make the most of it. Can I tell you mm -hmm. a story? I, uh, I went to... I was at the airport uh, this week. I think it was Gatwick. And I said, as we was going, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, I'm, on I'm on tour. Who cares? And uh, and I and I was going through. I was going through security, and I said to the woman, "Do I need to take my belt off?" And she said, "You're not wearing a belt." 
<gasps> and, I, and I thought, no, if I wasn't wearing a belt, my trousers would... And then I thought, I've been eating quite a lot on tour. <laughs> and I looked and down noticed. and sure enough, I wasn't wearing a belt. Next, next thing you'll tell me, your shirt's been untucked. That's uh, <laughs> all so but you, wrong. Frank, why I don't like it is that... Well, as soon as Santa puts a belt on, it's from the real world. Uh, I thought the whole point about Santa, he's a magical creature, isn't he? For any children that are listening, he's a magical creature. Yeah, but we don't know that he actually wears a belt for sure. He does. Um, but And also, you'd think it Every would get picture hooked. of him is good. You'd think any uneven brick on the chimney would catch on his belt. It'd be really <laughs> annoying. Flaps yeah. hanging off. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ron10 has some Santa sartorial updates. Okay. Santa's belt does not hold up his trousers. Call the police. It goes over his uh, tunic. It's to keep his buttonless tunic closed. Mm. Someone should give him a zip for Christmas. Okay. Yeah, or um, poppers. Mm-hmm. I don't mean. Oh, I don't know about no, those. No, I don't. <laughs> know, yeah, I don't know if he just like at a party. A, I suppose he's gonna, inevitably he's going to deliver somewhere <laughs> where they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so maybe that's for Boxing Day when he's finished the big day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cut loose a bit. <laughs> have some fun. That's his day off. Al. Yeah. What he does on his day off is his business. You know, I wonder when I'm a very, very old man near the end and they ask me about regrets, I'll say, well, I think the Father Christmas amyl nitrate (laughs) was probably, looking back, a terrible error. You're getting posher as you get older. Oh, yeah, I think everyone does that. You're turning into traitor blunt on your deathbed. Um, I'm going to say that, um, that our guest in the last hour... We should do a, gin- a thing before he comes on to it, like a special thing to build it up. I'm, OK, I'm going to... I'll see if I've got... I'm like very really excited sick. about this guest. OK, um, I'm going to say... It, this is... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find someone that really fits, but we don't, we don't. I actually love this guest's wife. I love him as well. I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, Yeah. There is a a very famous uh, writer for television, um, specifically, I would say, though he he has written for for film as well. Uh, He's from Paisley in Scotland, and uh, I think there aren't many people I would call a genius, but I think he actually is a genius. He wrote um, and show-ran Doctor Who for a long time. Sherlock is also one of his projects. He is, of course, Stephen Moffey, and he'll be with us um, from 10 o'clock. Exciting. Yeah. Frank has been... I mean, this is your Christmas day, oh, getting Stephen on. Very exciting. Mm. I can't wait to boast about all, my, all the old actors I know from the 70s. Well, you usually can't, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and I never do. do What's different? <laughs> How dare you? Anyway, I saw a Christmas tree... The likes mm. of which I ain't never seen before. <laughs> um, and it was in a... Um, Reeks. An East European... Is it Vilnius it? Airport? Ah, oh, Vilnius. Lithuania. Yes. And it yeah. was decorated... Do you know I was once taught Pilates by the former Lithuanian Sportswoman of the Year? You weren't. I was. It's a truey. Oh. A <laughs> truey is... Uh... Do you know, surely, you could have got a spread out of that in Hello magazine. 
Well, and I mean spread. I asked, but she disagreed. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's disgusting. Honestly. Uh, it's, uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned that... Um, Vilnius. That... Alan Cochran has had his head shaved. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. No one's even well, I mean, that, referred to it. I think that's quite right, though, because it is radio that we're doing, and I don't think it's affected my voice. I wonder if they can hear... All right, of the headphones. Your head, headphone, the it headphone. was very Skinner Escapes. It was. I was, yeah. I was a bit uh, astonished. When I'll I be honest with morning. you. It started I... with a beard trim, and then I um I, I was going to go for. Is that an old hot chocolate song? Yes, that's started right. Started with a beard trim. <laughs> I was going to go long hair and short beard, and in the end, I've gone very short hair what, by accident look, of not. Once measure, you've set the not, clippers, yeah. Why reset? Do you know why I like it? It's very uh, framed for a crime you didn't commit. Yeah. <laughs> But but with an intelligence in the art, it's John yes, McVicker. I, when I was inside, I did a degree. All of this is several but, steps up from what my wife thinks I look like. But we'll go with it. We'll go with it. She's not a fan, though. No. Is she not? Not a fan of the short hair, but I'm um, not a fan of the haircut off a hairdresser. So um. Oh, you, you know, did it yourself, did you? I did do it myself. Did you? It looks good. By accident. I mean, you know. No, but I think I think it, it suits you. I well, I also say am it, fed it, up of having hair. So, and you know what it's good for? How many bald men are listening to this then that uh, <laughs> that hate you now? They hate me anyway. <laughs> I think it's a bit show-offy of Alan because he knows he could look good whatever the hairstyle. I mean, that is not what's happening, but is I'll it, take it. Is it Cara Delevingne in a boiler suit? It's a bit Cara Delevingne because he knows. He's like, look, shave my hair. Myself yeah. with clippers still look like Nordic detective noir hero. Cara Delevingne could be could wear one of those um, scene of the crime all over body suits that you see the police wearing and still mm. look great. It's a gift. It is a gift. And Alan uh, looks like he would be wearing one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd be the photo of the bloke they're looking for. <laughs> So this Christmas tree we've been talking Vilnius about. Vilnius Airport. Where it's is Vilnius? Lithuania. Lithuania. Yes, of course. And it's been described by some people as the world's least... When I say some people, me. The world's <laughs> least Christmassy Christmas tree. Because it was decorated with items confiscated from passengers. Hello. That's not me. I've turned mine off. It's not me, is it? Was it a phone? I just thought it was a Christmas um, sound effect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, it was decorated with items confiscated from passengers' hand luggage. Mm-hmm. So it featured pen knives, lighters, a lot of lighters. Look, yeah. I mean, they'd raided my childhood home. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were scissors. A trowel? A lot of scissors. A, a what lot about of... the pink trowel? What worried me about, uh, yeah, what a club that was. Mm. Now, that was I... when I was putting my makeup on that time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of scissors with green <laughs> handles. Yeah, it's too convenient, sure. I think they might have sacrificed fact for foliage. <laughs> oh, very good. We've all done it. <clears throat> very yeah, good. But, yeah, but the, the body of the tree is green-handled scissors, so you yeah. can see yeah. how that works. Unless there was one person that was, you know, perhaps <laughs> taking a, a hundred people on a crafting trip. Or a hairdresser's convention, maybe. Yeah, something, but, something that like that. I found, but I don't think if they were going to theme the tree around confiscated items, we should say the idea behind it was that the security team at Vilnius Airport erected it. Um, 
in order to... They said they wanted it to be an educational message on the importance of aviational security. I think it's a clever idea. I think it's a weird message. I'm going to be honest. I think it's really strange. Like, they're saying, you know, if if you don't want your items on next year's tree, check the baggage requirements before you fly, as if... That's really embarrassing that your items might be on next year's tree. Like, who cares? Also, if you're going to have a tree <laughs> themed around Das's verboten items, yeah, there were some better things they could have gone for. Deodorants. No. I'd love a deodorant tree. Well, one thing that I bet they were waiting and waiting for someone to try and take a kung fu throwing star <laughs> yes. on the plane <laughs> so they could put Perfect. that on the top. I bet they were thinking, oh, please. Is it can shuriken? We is it yeah. shuriken throwing star? Is that what they're called? Uh, well, of yeah. course. You, I, I, I go to you for the technical <laughs> stuff. I think I remember yes. them being advertised in Combat magazine when I was younger. But I bet they were yes. doing cut price tickets like for martial arts <laughs> classes and on hoping that someone would bring one of those on. Yeah. Apparently water pistols. I think there was a water pistol as well because they're banned. I didn't see any um, bottles over 200 mil on the tree, yeah, which you'd think, think there'd be a lot of those. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah you would. Did Can you I know ask? also you're only allowed uh, baby food is banned unless you have a baby present? That is a good rule. <laughs> yeah. If any of you... Uh, more more ageism. Yeah, exactly. The adults with dentures community being ruled out you know, again. I, I live basically on those small cow and gate jars of, like, uh, also, apple and damson. What are models? How are they meant to take their food through? Yeah, what yeah, I think in the, normal, in the normal tissue box. <laughs> I took my son to New York. Oh, did you? Did you? Yeah, and we were taken aside at um, customs, you know, the security bit. And the woman said, "Um, you appear... The X-ray suggests that you have a uh, firearm in your back. (gasps) Which is... I said, I wanted to guess what it was. <laughs> now, and I said, I definitely, definitely don't. But you know, you do start thinking, whenever, in a moment like that, I'm so like lacking in complete mm. conviction in my memory, I thought, have I packed a firearm? Did you? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh, did yeah, I? You're like a James Bond henchman. I love that about you. Anyway, what I'd done is, in the, in the WH Smiths uh, at the airport, I'd bought Buzz a Star Wars magazine. Oh, excellent. And I'm getting you know, the old <laughs> intonation back. Good. Yeah, Frank, in- it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's Buzz. Not Star Wars. Anyway, I bought I bought him a Star Wars magazine, and there was kids comics magazines. They come in like a plastic bag, and they have loads of oh, free yeah. gifts with them. Yeah. You can generally tell the more toys on the front, the less substance inside, which is a, a, a rule I apply to people yes well um mm-hmm. but in the midst of all Better these car- cards and pictures and stuff there was a there was a plastic gun in there which oh. had come up on the uh, and they made me undo the cellophane and took the gun off me they actually they took the a gun from a, they took the gun from a small child oh god yeah but we couldn't travel with the plastic um, star wars gun 
brutal. And yet, <laughs> recently, I flew... Um, where did I fly? I think I flew to Switzerland and back, and I got home, and for some reason I've done the whole journey with a metal teaspoon in my coat pocket. But what Good could heavens. you do? What? You're thinking... Well, you said, what could you do? But they're not allowed. Like the, Are they not? No, on the... Uh, on the like food thing on the plane, they give you a little plastic cutlery, don't they? They're worried about the metal. I suppose they're very man... strict on the water, as you know, as well. A man with your arm strength could probably kill someone the way one takes on a hard boiled egg. You know, I'm not could just really batter their skull in. Also, Frank, with the current haircut. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, exactly. I look dangerous, I'm just saying, don't I? Good luck at customs, mate. I mean, yeah. the, you know, one could argue you should get on a plane because you could kill someone with your bare hands. I don't think that's true, but um, hey, I like to hear that. Reputation being spread. <laughs> Good. I'll do my best. It's not true, but. <laughs> yes, no one ever says that about me. Could you kill a man, Frank? Eventually. <laughs> I've been having a lot. You'd practical of... joke them to death. My uh, my tour manager travels with his phone on on aeroplanes. And that unsettles me. What? Not on airplane mode? Not on airplane mode. <gasps> and he says... He's bad to the bone! He says it's a myth. The whole thing's a, a myth. And oh, he's one of those. Oh, if everyone said that. <laughs> I yeah. said, yeah, but I wish you'd test your myths when I'm not on the plane. Yeah, good oh, yeah. point. Yeah, but um, I, I flew with him uh, a couple of times this week and... Uh, I did that very English thing of not asking if it was off. You know, the English, you know there's this theory that sometimes pilots um, mm. fly into... Uh, Jed Mercurio told me this, who was an ex-Air Force person, that sometimes planes fly into, like, mountains and stuff because both pilot, pilots think, well, he must have noticed it. must oh, be OK. Wow. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's well, a great fact, though. Like yeah, it. Like that's it. how polite we are. I'm yeah. sure he'd say something if. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my my impression of what happened. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Radio. I am extremely excited, and that our guest this morning is a man who I regard as something of a genius. I'm going to give you the fanfare. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Moffat is here. Oh, well, thank you. How, how, how incredibly touching. Did you clap as well then, Stephen? Uh, no, I thought that was uh, that would be bad form. I uh, think on radio you can thicken your own applause. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a tip. I'm, I'm in my radio infancy. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> so, um, you must have... Have you written radio drama? I never have, not once. No, I don't know how they do that. It must be really complicated. Oh, it's, it's like, I mean, radio is like television that's developed a fault, isn't it? I mean, it's like the, <laughs> the screen's gone down. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah, I think well, you'll there's find. that. Well, there's, yeah, there, there's my retirement job. Now let's get straight. Let's get straight to the um, to why you're here, because um, I don't know about you, but when I do an interview, if they don't mention the product early on, I start to get anxious. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have um, produced you and Mark Gatiss, the fabulous Mark Gatiss. Um, I've produced a new version of Dracula. Yes. Um, and it's, um, when is it on? January the 1st, 2nd and 3rd. I mean, it's easy to remember. It's as yeah. easy as... One, two, three. Exactly. Yeah, very good. <laughs> now, I, I, I've watched it, and I'll be honest with you, 
I thought it was brilliant, but it was also really quite frightening. <laughs> and I'm not a very good horror person. I mean, uh, there were some bits, which I probably won't mention, that, um, oh, man. Oh, good. Oh, well, man. It's Dracula. It's supposed yeah, to be well, exactly. Good. That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. How many meetings did you have with the BBC about whether it should be a female Dracula or not? <laughs> Absolutely none at all. Really? No, there was that's no where the money is now, Stephen. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm glad we've. I'm glad we're having cast the part. We've missed by one <laughs> already. We've jumped the shark and it hasn't been on yet. So, <laughs> well, there's been. There has been. There have been female Draculas. I mean, female vampires. No shortage. There's been. Them. There's been mm-hmm. so many versions of Dracula in the past in yeah. the sort of Hammer thing that they've done. There was a thing called Blackula. You can I guess know. the rest. I know. Yeah. So it's it's all been uh, done. But this is it. Uh, I thought it was sort of traditional, but then also it wasn't. If you know well, that, well, I mean, I think there's a, a, a huge strand of it that is. We were going for the very traditional Dracula, Dracula who looks like Dracula, mm-hmm. and who is properly bad, and he does wear the cape, and he does live in a scary castle, and of course there are bats in moonlight, and of course there are terrified peasants saying, oh, don't go to Castle Dracula, mm. and all that stuff, because I think those are the treats you expect. Mm. Like, even when we updated Sherlock uh, all those years ago, and people were saying, oh, there'll be no deerstalker. And we were saying, of course there'll be a deerstalker. We're not doing Sherlock Holmes without a deerstalker. Some was, things right. you expect, some but things you But it was an need. ironic deerstalker. Uh, well, I, I'm not sure the distinction between an ironic deerstalker and a deerstalker is visible to people uh-huh. with less than your intellectual refinement. That's, well, a, that's a tough one. I'm taking that as a compliment, certainly. Oh, can, can we turn that into a into our jingle <laughs> for the next series? No, was you? Did you feel that you had to watch loads and loads of Dracula's? You and Mark to well, get. Well, that's the kind of thing we we do anyway. Okay, there's not a lot of provocation involved there. Shall we watch all Dracula's ever made? <laughs> yes, that's just a normal Saturday. That's fun. Uh, so yes, we did, uh, and that was great fun. There's some yeah, there's some great movies out there and some fairly bad ones and there there is Blackula which you know occupies a special place all by itself did you go as far as Count Duckula? Yeah, I didn't. I've seen Count Duckula before. We, did, uh, we decided not to. Not to uh, there's a couple I missed. There were a couple. Towards were... the end, there was a point where I thought, I have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you drew the line at poultry. Yes. <laughs> or was it just concern that you thought Count Duckula might influence you too much in the, uh, in yeah. the work that you were then going to do? Uh, yeah, well, we have a comedy disposition. <laughs> yes, so exactly. that, that, I, I, might, I might go that way. I should say, in the defence of uh, Dracula, uh, uh, thanks. I don't need to defend it, but. Um, but Someone think, who's thinking, oh God, this is going to be wholly terrifying from start to finish. It, it, there, there are funny bits as well mm-hmm. in it. As um, I don't think, have you ever written anything that didn't have funny bits? No, in it? no, no, you've got to have no, I mean, well, Dracula, there's always got a comedy slant to Dracula, mm. to be fair. But oh, we did a screening at the BFI the other day, and while people said, gosh, that was really frightening, well, mm. what, the, what the audience did mostly was laugh. It was a lot of laughter. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's scary like a ghost train. Can I you quote? giggle. Am I allowed to quote my favourite line from it? Uh, yes, because I think it's in the trailer. Oh, OK. okay. He's, he said, um, <laughs> when Dracula was asked, he's request that someone asked him to do something and he said he says look I'm, I'm on dead not on not unreasonable oh, yeah. ah. that that that's a very fine stuff and he said it like that he didn't say I am undead and not on because yeah. he starts off doesn't he quite um 
Romanian. Well, he is. I mean, he's, he's a Transylvanian gentleman. And, and through a process that people will be thrilled to discover in January the 1st, yes. uh, uh, he developed something of uh, approximating an English accent. Yeah, and he gets better looking, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> he well. gets very yeah. really good yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? But... Yeah. I think that's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Dracula's sort... supposed to be handsome. Okay. He's meant to be a handsome. He guy. sort of becomes um, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh, yeah. well, I, if I knew who that was, then that well, would it's, be... Well, it's a sort of lovable Londoner with a dark interior. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. on Absolute Radio. I'm struggling with me switches. I'm not used to having a... Well, I should say, we, in case you're thinking a guest is a weekly thing on this show, we've had, I think, you, Neil Gaiman and David Baddiel in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Russell, you had Russell, didn't you? Oh, we had Russell. Oh, no, that was, that was don't a, forget the showrunner. No, that was a special. Oh, right. And Al Gore. Yeah, those got, are the only oh, yeah, ones. The specials okay. are different. Yeah, I'm afraid he got an his own special. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised you didn't pop up as a Dracula castle, maybe like a surf or someone outside. Oh, right. oh yeah, that would have been tragic. I only, I only cast him when he's been camping in my garden for two years. <laughs> exactly. I think it's the only way to clear yeah, him out. Funny you, you should know. say that Less to him, because I'd like to... Uh, about yeah, <laughs> which brings me to something Stephen once said of you, one of the best things that's ever been said. It's no secret that Frank's been pitching vigorously to get into Doctor <laughs> Who for a while. He's been volunteering to be third monster on the left as long as I've been in this job. That's absolutely true. <laughs> I thought it was, You know when you get those men in black woolly hats that used to stand on the waterfront in old films oh, wait, yeah. waiting to be employed? It was yeah. like that. <laughs> was that method. Eventually it happens. It did. It. See, that's it. If you keep asking, keep knocking on the door. Have did you started you have, again yet? I did think. you have a meeting, Stephen, saying, oh, Frank Skinner... I, Honestly, want to know what happened? Did you say, "Oh, he keeps going on about it. We better give him the part." Um, no, we did. We did actually legitimately think this was a part that would be good for Frank. We did. We were quite grown up about it. It oh, wasn't okay. a case of he's kidnapped two of my children. Let's <laughs> let's get down to it. Come on, it's the only. It's his only demand. Okay. I got a figurine come through the post the other week. Oh, I cannot imagine what that moment must have been like for it you. It was very... I'm <laughs> surprised you've come to work. Yeah. I assume it's somewhere about your person. Uh, it isn't. Oh, no, dear it's, God. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, in a, it's in a strong box, whatever that is. A blue strong box. But. You can, see, it's great being the showrunner, but you don't get a figurine. Oh. Actually, they made they made pretend figurines of uh, they didn't actually make them. They made, they did a fake up photograph of the of the three showrunners. Yeah, I and I was presented as taller than Chris, which I was very happy about. <laughs> I, I'm the midget among the showrunners. It would be a good episode, the three showrunners. It wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> three writers complaining. Ah, oh, no, it's really hard, isn't it? Ah, oh, no, I find it hard too. Do you make you work a lot? Ah, oh, no, that would be the whole thing. I saw a play the other week about a writer's room called Persephone at the National Theatre. I don't know if you saw Antipodes, it. Antipodes, perhaps? Antipodes. I yes, knew it was. I saw it too. Yeah. I knew it was uh, three syllable classic yeah. reference. <laughs> um, I've sorted the plug out there then. Yeah, we don't, we don't get too troubled by facts. It's closed now. I <laughs> but um, I, I thought they managed to get across the excruciating silences of a writing room. No, I thought really. that was. Uh, I haven't done much in the way of writing rooms, but uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty brutal and pretty. And Arthur 
Doctor Darvel was in it, of course. Oh, of course. That's why I was yeah. there. Yeah, I only, course, I only go course. to things with Doctor Who actors. Did you march around the stage door? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Dressed as your character from Mummy and the Orient Express. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. He was in the bar after, and I was in the bar, and I just lost my nerve. I was going to go over and talk to him, and I just, oh. I just can't. I can't. He's probably do it. heard of you, Frank. That's yeah, awesome. but I thought there what, is a chance. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought, what if he's horrible to me? <laughs> Arthur is never horrible to anyone. The okay. loveliest man. Well, next. It was time. a good play. I, I did like it. Next time. Um, I'm, I'm glad we've established that. Oh, God, we're such such politics. It's closed now. Anyway, we loved it. <laughs> As a result of our conversation. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it was like at the time I came on here and asked if Clinton Cards, I'd heard something that Clinton Cards was closing down, and I think there was a big rush on shares. <laughs> terrible self-fulfilling prophecy, so do be, do be careful. We will be, we'll talk more about Dracula in, uh, in a moment. Frank Skinner. I'm with Stephen Moffat here today. Um, I feel like I will need to play another jingle, but uh, what have we got? Oh, this charming man. Oh, he's the loneliest <laughs> man in the world. That's usually your jingle. Sitting here with his partner. <laughs> yeah, I know that, you. but I think writers are always they're writers are always a bit lonely, aren't they? I'm not, aren't you? How dare you? I'm not Surely, people. You won't be when you leave the studio because there'll be about 80 middle-aged men with uh, overused plastic carrier bags and clipboards with pictures of Doctor Who asking you to sign them. I, I'll make sure that I introduce you to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be so I've, flattered I've, by that I've, description. I've, I've no, done Frank them all will be out in a minute. He's on, he's on <laughs> a WhatsApp group with them already, don't yeah, worry. He'll be dressed as a railway porter, you'll know. Surely writing, <laughs> surely writing for telly is the social end of writing because you do the work solitary and then there's loads of people on set compared to, like, a, a novel. Like, yes, it is, but, I mean... That would be... I never quite... I mean, you write novels, don't you? I, I mean, do. I mean, obviously, you don't... I mean, you must go out in the evening and talk to people. <laughs> I mean, Not really. I mean... I'm just going to make I a mean, note of that. <laughs> I like... I call it... I liked the sort of slightly disciplined isolation. Yeah. I have no friends. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask you about um, Dracula's Castle? Yes. Because I'd like to go on holiday there. Mm -hmm. Can you sort that out? And can you explain what the setup there and how you found it? Do you want to read oh. the TripAdvisor reviews first <laughs> uh, before so, you make so, a commitment? Yes. <laughs> Don't spend more than three nights and stay away from the brides. Um, Castle Arava uh, is in Slovakia. It's where they filmed Nosferatu. Uh, what, the, it, the, the original Nosferatu? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nosferatu, wow, yeah. wow. And you can see why. Because it is the scariest looking thing uh. you'll ever see. What you see in the show is what it looks like. Taking some cars out the background and all that. But, but no that's what it looks like. No CGI turrets. No, there's, a, there's one tiny bit of added thing just for continuity for us. But no, that's what it looks like. And it's in the middle of a, a little town and there's this big fang of rock and the scariest looking castle you've ever seen crouched on top of it like a giant vulture. It's extraordinary. Fang rock? Oh, yeah, fang rock. Oh, Lord, I've set him off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I bought Emily for her birthday a, a pirate captain? He won't know what figurine. that is. He will know what that is. What, you mean a Bruce Purchase? Exactly, <gasps> a Bruce Purchase. <laughs> he knows. That was my pet Because I always used to joke about how a lot of my parents' friends, because they were sort of actors, would appear in, in Doctor Who, would pop up in Doctor Who, and they'd say, it's not, it's not a Hamlet, it's a Who, but it pays the bills, love. <laughs> and They didn't mean that. No, I know no. they didn't. But Frank was very excited about the fact that I knew this man who played the Pirate. <laughs> Bruce Purchase used to go to their house. Can you believe? 
Yeah, yeah. Did, did he wear the big thing? Did he have the, the parrot with him? Did he, did <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, it, it was great. He didn't actually. He did on you the figure eight. That who? That was Douglas Adams, right there. Really? Yeah, the pirate. Was pilot. it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I had a terrible experience with Douglas Adams. I met him. <laughs> Was that it? Is that the whole story? No, I thought... <laughs> I like I got, stories that start with that sentence. No. I had a terrible experience with... I had a sort of mental, mental block. And, and my friend said, this is, um, this is Douglas Adams. And I sang Bright Eyes oh, from Watership Down, thinking that he'd written Watership Down. <laughs> Obviously and he was actually thing. not very friendly about it, didn't take it that well. Was he not merely frightened? No. Then I, I would be frightened if that happened. I thought he was uh, a bit... Inexplicably, a comedian sang Bright Eyes at me. Well, I wasn't... I mean, yeah. I'd have said, that, that's strange. But he was... Um, he was I, I wasn't really aware of his, um, of his importance in the Who universe at the time. Hence the saying, never meet your heroes before they're your heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the dilemma. But... Um, Yes, I, I, that was awful. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> sorry, everyone. It's pretty done. It's feeling quite sad about it now. That's going to have to be your new book title. Yes, that was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll just take it from one of my reviews. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. So, um, Stephen, I think not many people know that you created the first female Doctor Who. Ah, oh, Joanna Lumley and the Curse of Fatal Death. And yes. I think she was the 13th Doctor, wasn't she? <laughs> I know, isn't that weird? That is quite weird. Yeah, yeah. I remember her being quite brilliant as well, even yeah, though it was, was just terrific. for a few minutes. Yeah, no, she was really, really good as the Doctor, actually. She was really, really impressive, yeah. You, you didn't ever think of giving her the call? I gave her the call when I was actually running the show. <laughs> yeah. you know, well, uh, it would have worked, it would have worked. But well, no. she, she had a good uh, sci-fi pedigree, of course, because she was in Sapphire and Steel. Yes, which so. I've never seen a frame of. But You yeah. are kidding, it was brilliant. Yeah, I know, people keep telling me I'd really love it, and I've... Uh, well, there's so many box sets now, and I'm not going to live long enough to see all the television that's been made. Television needs to stop and let people catch up. That's a great idea. It's full. Yes. Television is full. There's Just hit much. the pause button on making yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure that was a smart move for me to make. Yeah. <laughs> OK. I, I've actually ended television, the only place that employs me. <laughs> I worked out that um, I've got enough pencils to, to last me the rest of my life. Was that a was that a lively evening? <laughs> it was a lovely Christmas. It was a grim realisation. Yeah. Can I can I say by the way, in the subject of um, housekeeping, that Dracula is on um, over three nights. It's on the first, second, and third of January at nine pm on BBC One, and it's uh, they're each ninety minutes. That's right. That's yeah. a lot of Drac. <laughs> and is it is it true the whole project started as a joke when there was a photograph and it looked like Dracula? Yeah, a photograph of Benedict Cumberbatch uh, uh, as Sherlock Holmes uh, framed in a window with his collar up, which yeah. of course really? had his collar up. And uh, Mark showed it to Ben Stevenson, who was head of drama at the time, and said, uh, "Oh, look, it's Dracula." And uh, and Ben immediately says, "Oh, do you want to do it?" <laughs> and with a with a turn of speed uh, that does not. Uh, can I say the rest of us don't get offers like that? No, yeah. we did not. <laughs> it was a joke. I mean, and, we it, made... and that was 2011 or something. It yeah. was a long time ago. And we're far too lazy to respond to something like that. So it was many years later when we started so joking. I got so, so jealous reading that because we make jokes on this show every week. And I don't think any of them have led to any work. It's well, it's the only joke we made that ended up <laughs> as a TV show. I mean, some, some of my TV shows ended up as jokes. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Simply not true. I can't. I can't stand by and have that said. Um, c can I ask you? Um, 
a, a question about Doctor Who. When you were, when, when you were, <laughs> my Stephen. favourite character was in Mummy on the Orient. Stephen, no, I wasn't was good about that. Was when so you were, embarrassed. When you were writing Doctor Who, did you feel? <laughs> did you feel that you were writing a children's programme? Yeah, I think fundamentally, yeah. But I have a, I, mean, I have strong views on what children like on television, so. Uh, I, don't, I don't think children's television is childish, and I think a, a children's pr- program that doesn't appeal to adults is a very silly idea. Mm. You know, of course it should, and uh, and of course, I mean, what's Star Wars but a bunch of kids' films? Of course it is, and that's why we love them. Mm. Um, what, what are superhero movies? Are they what really? We actually think Spider-Man's a real person? No, uh, we we never grow out of children. Great children's stories appeal to children and adults. The failing of adult shows is they only appeal to adults. He said while promoting <laughs> Dracula. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, let's, let's just rewind that. <laughs> At 9pm, remember, on, <laughs> on BBC One. Watch it, yes. kids. Now, Watch well, it. Emily, whenever I mention Doctor Who, often reprimands me by saying, yes, that's a kid show, I believe. What's wrong with that? What's wrong no, with that? I don't have any problems with that. I think it's more to do with the fact that I grew up with the a lot of the Doctor who cast in the 70s mm. because there were actors what coming in and out. What an extraordinary way to be brought up. No, yes. no. Where they selected is, for that reason? Okay, let me explain <laughs> to you. I was Roger Delgado. No, I couldn't see them as monsters because I saw them smoking cigarettes in our front room and having wine. Do you see right. what I mean? I have a remarkable image of Cybermen sprawl <laughs> <laughs> around your room babysitting. It was a bit like that. It was okay. a bit like that. So, yes, but, that, but that's the only reason I would say that. And also, I know Frank is such a huge fan of yours, though. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> well, you've already done that yourself. I think, let me ask you about Doctor Who. I think I've hidden you, that. You quite seem well. impervious to embarrassment, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I embrace it. I think that's the secret. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I think Dracula is more scary now because people are more frightened of blood than they used to be. You know, physiotherapists on football pitches wear rubber gloves and stuff. Oh, right yeah. Now. You're right. So seeing someone drink it really does seem full on. You think at a certain point people were perfectly relaxed about that and then <laughs> yeah. decided to go yeah. outside about it. Dracula wasn't originally a horror story at all. Oh, well, I think it was certainly a horror story, but I think that blood... I don't know, I, I was around more blood in my teens, going yeah. to nightclubs in Birmingham and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But Do now... No, oh, so that's nice. That's a very sanitised <laughs> world that you inhabit now, isn't it? That's so Dracula's got worse. Good. Dracula is even more... No, no please watch it. Please watch it. Uh, Jokes, adventure, excitement. No, it is. It, it is. It's. It's fabulous. It's got a fabulous dark mood to it, which which permeates the whole thing, and you feel it a bit in your shoulders afterwards. You know oh. that. You know when things linger in the shoulders. Oh right. Okay. That's a plug. <laughs> if you're a... So book a massage for yeah. the fourth of January. Yeah. If, you watch. if I was going to plug it, I'd say that it's got the best pre-titles interview question. Uh, okay. I have ever known in any television, so it's worth watching it just for that, and by then you'll be hooked, of course. Oh, mm. good. I hope so. I hope so. And flies. A lot of flies. Oh. Yeah, they're nasty. Now, flies are nasty. I don't think that's mm-hmm. been There's done something that happens with a fly in the first 20. I mean, I couldn't... Oh. I yeah. think you and I Salvador Dali are the only ones who've really cashed in on the fly. <laughs> really, you reckon? <laughs> fly okay. horror. Yeah, that's good. So that's, that's good to know. That's good a company. pretty good uh, Venn diagram. Do you watch it when it goes out? Will you... Uh, if we're around, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sue's accidentally booked the theatre for, 
for the the second one. But uh, so. yeah. I know we didn't know the transmission there. Tape uh, but we uh, we do uh, <laughs> you no, can we do watch it. It's you great. can probably get a tape if you ask, yeah. ask the people. <laughs> <laughs> there is something different when you watch it go out. There's mm. something different. Uh-huh. You know everybody else is watching it, and it becomes a slightly different show. And sometimes you yes. like it better, and sometimes you like it less. You sort of think, oh, that's not clear, or that's, or, or we're labouring that point, or you think, oh, God, that's actually funny and good. Will you? And once I think it was in uh, <laughs> 2008. <laughs> will you? Will you watch it on Twitter, so to speak, at the same time? Oh no, no. Sue does that, but no, no, no. No, I we can't never do that. Do that, needs, that. That's nerve. That's of steel. where uh, that's where where the nasty people go. <laughs> well, also that's when you start seeing Frank Skinner is trending, and I think yeah. oh, he was all right ten minutes ago when that's we left the theatre. Just yeah, just on an ambulance now. <laughs> so um, I've got to ask one more um, oh. Dracula Doctor question. Who question. <laughs> when you finished, I just want, said never ask the guests for autographs. I just want to know this: when you finished Doctor Who, when you put the last so last walked away from the last Eddie and it was yeah. finished, and you'd stop working on it. How long did you have off before you started work on something else? Sorry, Stephen. Um, well, how long? Uh, did I, you I sit start... in a deck chair in the garden? I think I was already writing the novelisation of Day of the Doctor. Uh, so oh, not man, what kind of an ending is that? No, I... I, I and I wrote a play. Uh, um, I didn't... I, I mean, everything... Once you've done Doctor Who for a few years, especially if it's overlapping all the time with Sherlock, everything, however hard you work after that, it feels like time off, um, right. because Doctor Who's so hard. It's properly difficult. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening. You'll be fine. <laughs> He's all right. He's only uh, yeah. doing one every two years. Yeah, oh, well, hush, don't you be mean to Chris. <laughs> um, no, it's, it, it's, it's a monster of a job. So, um, no, I mean, I was very... Uh, actually, the first thing I did uh, when we finished was I got on a plane, we went to Hawaii for a holiday, and I had a brilliant holiday. Mm, it nice. was really great. I really loved it. Did so, you eat one of those underground cow things? You know they put a cow in the ground. <laughs> they cook it. They about? cook it. They cook it in the ground. Did I meet one? Oh, I thought you said you eat one. Is that what you said? No, no, no. Oh, no, I thought you yeah. said, did you eat one? Yeah, yeah, eat one. Oh, they yeah. cook it in the ground. They Has cook anyone it, else yeah. asked you that question during your <laughs> no. Dracula publicity? Uh, I, I have to say, I didn't. I didn't have a hand-me-down answer. I didn't think, oh, <laughs> it's the underground cow. The question. old cow question <laughs> again. I think uh, that there's a technical name for that event. I think it's covered in clay or something. The cow and then cooked in okay. the ground. Yeah. Dracula is on the first, <laughs> the second, and the third of January. Largely above ground. Yes, well, not always, of course. <laughs> Uh, yes, and it is it is brilliant, and I, I look forward to the other two with some fear, but I think that's okay, as you say. It's Dracula. Dra- the stakes are pretty high. Oh. Oh. It was a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had to, it had to be done. You say that, but it'll be in the next series. <laughs> Who so, says it isn't in this one? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've only we've, seen one. We've covered, we've covered most of the gaps. That is the joy of doing a story that people know, though, because yeah. there's a lot. I think I'm allowed to say this. Early on, he's asked. He says, uh, uh, "Do you drink?" And he goes, "Yeah, um, yeah uh, I don't drink." Why? And you think, <laughs> "We know." The thing is, though, that line appears and uh, that line is invented for the Lugosi film, and it's in oh, every it? Dracula film. Is it? Everyone says Really? It. Frank Langella says it. I'm not sure. Louis Jordan says it. I'm, I'm trying to remember if Christopher Lee says it. I'm not sure if he does. But just about every version of Dracula, 
says that at some point. So we made it his, uh, if it's not too much of a spoiler, his yeah. very first line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're doing it. We're going for it. We've, we've sorted that one out. No, Frank had a brilliant observation about the the uh, staff, though. No, when he says he says the staff don't work at night, mm. and I thought that's an easy job if you work for Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flexi time day. The truth shoot. is, yeah. the truth is, it's the unseen part of Dracula. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, when uh, Jonathan Harker's staying there, he's cooking, he's cleaning, he's yeah. he uh-huh. puts Harker to bed, he does everything for him. Sort of Mary Kondo yeah. figure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I recommend people to watch it. I certainly will be, but not with my yes. seven-year-old. Can I can I point that out? Seven-year-olds are welcome to watch Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. There's fingernails coming off. Anyway, um, it's great to see you as ever. Uh, Stephen and uh, I, I look you. forward to the. Sorry uh, about the Doctor Who stuff. Oh come <laughs> on! I, I, think I, I, Who. <laughs> I think I was pretty good on it. Um, oh. So um, anyway, then in the next two weeks we'll be best of shows. We won't be alive at all. I always think the best of shows inevitably are better. Oh, they're really <laughs> good. I yeah. listen to yes. them sometimes and chuckle. The fat is trimmed off them like an <laughs> underground Hawaiian bullock. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that'll be the highlights of 2019. We'll be back again on the 4th of January, the day after the, <gasps> the run of three Draculas is on BBC One. So what a, what a four days that could be. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the sort of chill-out room after... We, we a, might be the most horrific thing in that four days. <laughs> that is possible. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again in 2020. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.